Hey, 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 what's happening, everybody? How you doing? This is E. Wright Jones coming to you with Get Unstuck and Sexy with Be Wright Jones. Welcome to the show. The show is being brought to you by Keep Looking Up with Be Wright Jones, LLC. And I'm so glad that you're here with us on this Thursday afternoon. If you would like to connect with me, you can do so. Facebook at Be Right Jones. Instagram, Keep Looking Up 7. Twitter, Keep Looking Up with two Ps. And my website is BeRightJones.com. The show has been, is actually a replay from Power Conference 2022 that took place in January. I'm going to be sharing each week and highlighting the speakers from the conference. So enjoy, be enlightened, be encouraged, and remember always to keep looking up. Be blessed. Welcome to Power Conference 2022. What a joy it is to be with you as we think about the power of God and how God's power comes through us. We rejoice that the power comes through us and we meditate now on the theme, there is power in our words. There is a passage in scripture in the gospel according to Matthew chapter 12, beginning at verse 33. Matthew 12:33 and it begins this way Either make the tree good and its fruit good or make the tree bad and its fruit bad for the tree is known by its fruit You brood of vipers how can you speak good things when you are evil for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks The good person brings good things out of a good treasure and the evil person brings evil things out of an evil treasure. I tell you, on the day of judgment, you will have to give an account for every careless word you utter. For by your words, you will be justified. And by your words, you will be condemned. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. These, my friends, are the words of Jesus of Nazareth. At this stage in his journey, Jesus is fully entrenched in his earthly ministry. He's a healer, a friend, and a teacher. Now, some lessons that we receive in life are swaddled in pleasant sounding words, and they feel like they're dipped in honey and sunshine. And at other times, we are the recipients of a message like this one. But no matter the packaging, the words of Jesus are powerful because they are sourced in glory. The group of religious leaders known as the Pharisees were the particular subject of this message. And yet there was often a crowd who would also bear witness to the teachings of the rabbi Jesus. And so today, we join in like they did to hear this lesson from on high. 
But at the heart of all of these powerful words that we just read is a singular message, and that is what comes out is an honest and direct product of what is on the inside. The words of Jesus, God incarnate, God in the flesh, reveal the heart of God. And the same is true for us, for you and I, beloved. That which is communicated out of us reveals what is in us. Jesus often used in scripture, uh, in his teachings, he used metaphors and symbols. He used parables, stories to help us, to help the hearer better understand his message. In this passage, Jesus makes use of the image of a good or bad tree and the type of fruit that comes from each. Now, this certainly would be a familiar concept, particularly in a culture and a time when people understood that it was important to nurture the source of your food. Now, it's interesting to note that both trees in this story have the potential to grow, both the evil tree and the good tree, and they both can produce fruit, much like us. Yet, it's when the fruit is handled or when the fruit is consumed that the health of the tree can truly be determined. Jesus also uses the image of a storehouse or a treasury. How can we in good faith expect to retrieve something that was never deposited? Would we dare ask the bank teller to withdraw gold bars from our accounts if only plastic ones had been put in? The great teacher offers these examples to help us understand better that what we share, what we preach, what we teach, what we post comes from the spring of our hearts. What we communicate is filtered through the who-ness of who we are. And that, my friends, is a matter of the heart. When we desire a heart that makes room for the power of God to come through us, we can pray that our words are more of thee and less of me. Now, in order to do this work, we've got to do a few things. We must resist the urge to think or to say they are the brood of vipers or we are your called according to your purpose. And it may be true, but resist the urge to say they are the evildoers it's them. They scale the walls of justice and look at them. They are the disruptors of the flow of resources that come into communities of colors. It's them. You know them, God. You know them. Their trees are rotten to the core. They're rotten to the roots. They are the ones who post lies and, and create fear in the hearts of black and brown people. Them. They do their deeds at the highest levels of government and in the corners of every institution to hold hostage the rights of others, the ones who want to enjoy a life of safety and security. You know them. Everything they say, Lord, is 
to cause harm. And then we go on to say, but we, we are never like them, but instead we are your people. Lord, your word sustains us. And it's amazing. You speak to us in preaching and in teaching and scripture. You use us throughout all of your creation. We use your words, Lord, to build up and to edify and strengthen. We speak as you save and as you heal and deliver and set free. Jesus, you're the living word and you can speak through us words of healing and it will be done. As believers, we look to live and to sound more and more like Jesus each day. But first, we've got to accept our own humanity and in humility, realize that it isn't simply them and us or they and we. But sometimes, sometimes it's like some of our relationship statuses. It's complicated. Sometimes we live somewhere in between, somewhere in between praise the Lord and catch me outside after church sometimes. And so we all need to do a heart check. We are living in this world. We need to do a heart check as we are loving God's children, as we are serving God's people because it's complicated. And sometimes a broken heart can speak words that break. Sometimes a healed heart can post words that seek health and it's everything in between. We're not perfect. As believers, we are challenged to consider that some of what we do and say may too be rooted in ourselves and in our own brokenness and hurt and pain and not only in God's love. Jesus urges the faithful to take heed because what comes out of us will betray our falsely created self-images. Any perpetrations of self-righteousness or idols or monuments that we have built of ourselves will certainly be revealed with what is down deep in our hearts. Jesus recognized the impact that the Pharisees' words had on the people, and he realized that their hearts were fundamentally turned away from God. Our words have the power to impact, and so it is our responsibility to govern them and to trace them back to their roots. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. In the Bible, there's a passage in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. And it says, Indeed, the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides soul from spirit, joints from marrow. It is able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Brothers and sisters, we have the great opportunity to write, to sing, to say what thus saith the Lord. We can push out the living and active word, the powerful word that works. 
the word that is able to separate this from that and slice between truth and lies, the word that can get at the heart of the matter. And if the Holy Word is powerful enough to do all of this through us, then it's unimaginable what a message not rooted and not grounded in God's Word has the potential to do. Each year, our family makes a pilgrimage to a local orchard. It's a tradition that we have, and it always includes a visit to the farm shop to purchase several food items to enjoy in the weeks after. Each time we go, we anticipate that these special food items, these treats, will be good to us and good for us. But there are no guarantees. But it's true that past experience has given us the confidence that the growers and the farmers and the bakers have taken special care in the nurturing of the fruits and vegetables. And all of that so that we, when we come, will benefit from it being both enjoyable and nutritious. We get the benefit, the benefit of their intention. The products that they produce not only result in a good public reputation, a reputation that says this place can be trusted, but they also have very real and lasting benefits for families like mine. And the question for us today is, what are the real and lasting impacts of your words? Do they reveal a heart that is left unattended, unnurtured, uncared for? Or does the fruit from your tree share a life and encourage health and strength in others? In the minutes that we have remaining, I just want to share a few tips that we get from our farming friends. Uh, tips that will help us to know how to cultivate a heart that will produce healthy fruit. They tell us that it's important to remember to rotate your crops. Each time you want to rotate your crops so that the same fruit isn't bearing in the same location. That just means for us that we are to be intentional to expose the soil of our hearts to more and more of who God is. Rather than isolating the work of the Holy Spirit just in one area of your heart, invite God into all the places and allow God to move some things around. Not only that, but we're told to practice good sanitation, weeding out what isn't supposed to grow in your heart. A weed is anything that isn't planted intentionally, so remove the remnants from the previous unhealthy fruit. Remember to pull up the bitter roots from your heart. Clean up the debris from the past. All of these things can pollute the soil and inhibit growth. We ought to watch out for invaders. These are the pests. These are, as the Bible says, sins that so easily beset us, the things that cause corruption in our hearts. These invaders eat away at the way we are rooted and grounded in the word, making our fruit unable to be healthy. It seems obvious with all of these things, but in our living, I want to encourage us, encourage you 
to never forget the fundamentals. Sunshine and water. Both of these are essential for a healthy fruit. So set yourself in the sun and be purified by the water that is the word. As we go into this new year, consider that prevention is easier than treatment, but know that it's never too late because it's all a matter of the heart. To God be the glory.